listening to PHLY Flyers. That's right, PHLY. My name is Bill Matz, and I am your director of fun and games for the evening. Woo! A 2-0 win for our Philadelphia Flyers in the home opener. And how about that return for Sean Couturier? Has not been on the ice in a regular season game at the Wells Fargo Center since last December. And he said he was one of the people who set the tone for this game early uh, with that awesome uh, penalty shot goal that he scored, turned his back, wheeled all the way around, found some uh, open net behind Thatcher Demko, which was not easy to do tonight. Uh, I just had the box score open in front of me. The Flyers dominated a lot of this game, uh, and Demko really, yeah, kept them in at 40 saves on the night. The Flyers outshot Vancouver 42-25. to 25. Uh, I did not have this one uh, being a low-scoring affair, but it was... Uh, you know, at least in part due to the heroics of Thatcher Demko, a couple of outstanding saves for him. Uh, Rob bo- robbed Bobby Brink, I believe, in the second period. Uh, a great stop on the uh, Scott Lawton. Looked like a sure goal on that backhand move, but Lawton kind of placed it right in his glove. But he was there. Uh, so really, really fun game to watch. And I think right now, man, that is my biggest takeaway from this team is I, I-, I tweeted it out earlier. They are not a chore to watch. Uh, they have been for the last couple of years. It has been a slog. Listen, long-time uh, post-game viewers, listeners, whatever, you know, I do this, uh, and it's it's been therapy for us to talk about the Flyers, but it hasn't exactly been fun watching the games leading up to pregame, uh, or leading up to postgame, excuse me, and this one... This one was a ton of fun to watch. You know, the 42 shots up and down the ice. And that second period, they outshoot the Flyers. or The Flyers outshoot Vancouver 23-2. to two. Uh, And I think that was really maybe the biggest part of the game uh, to, to worry about was, is Carter Hart going to kind of get lulled to sleep a little bit? Uh, he does almost surrender. It looked like they were going to credit uh, Vancouver with a goal, but it gets called back on the goalie interference. So, man, that was just a hell of an effort from the team all around. The guys you wanted to see stand out really did. Uh, Igor Zamula can't talk enough about the game he had tonight. Scored the opening goal. Another guy who really set the tone. Looked awesome at both ends of the ice. But uh, right now... Got to tell you about our friends over at Shady Rays. Gear up for the season ahead with quality shades built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers unrivaled product that just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. If you're into winter sports, they're quick swap snow lenses switch easily from full sun to low light don't let changing light conditions slow you down on the slopes when all you need is shady rays snow goggles i am 
usually wearing sunglasses. If I am outside, I do not like the bright light. And uh, I dropped quite a bit of money in my life on uh, some sunglasses. Some even recently got these Shady Rays and... They rival anything I've worn in a long time, so I have to have to absolutely give it to Shady Rays. If you're looking for sunglasses, they're the place to go, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacement. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Uh, wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Shady Rays is also committed to making a difference in communities across the U.S. through their impact program, teaming up with nonprofits to help people uh, lost it there it is teaming up with nonprofits to help people live healthy courageous lives through some of their most challenging times if you don't love your shady rays exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days there's no risk when you shop their team always has your back with personal and fast support exclusively for our listeners this is the deal this is the part you'll want to listen to because it's exclusively for phly fans shady rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season go to shadyrays.com and use code phly for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people Whew. That was a long one. That was a long one. But uh, we're trying to, you know, fill some time here, so it's not the worst. No, honestly, it's this one. This this post game is. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a celebration. Listen, we have the fills, I believe, still up. Oh, it's two nothing now. Someone just hit a home run. Schwarbaum. There we go, baby. Two nothing fills. Where's Johnny Blaze at? I saw him in the pregame. I saw him in the pregame chat. Uh, but. Yeah, Tony G. When I oh, I know my my goals. I'm 0 for 10. We're gonna go over the whole thing when I do the DraftKings thing. But yes, I know. Listen, a hot streak is coming. I believe I started last hockey season 0 for 17 on uh, all NHL bets, and then I went on a bit of a heater. So that's that's why you gamble. You know, you, you take the highs and the lows. You get the one big win to win everything back. I think that's what they tell you when you check out the responsible gaming resources. I sincerely hope that's not what they tell you. Uh, but that's awesome. Sure bomb, baby. All right, so back back to our uh, flyers. Yeah, the uh, I, I got to tell you, the fourth line on this team, I know we've – criticized the decision to, you know, last year uh, bring in Nick Delorier on a four-year contract. We criticized the idea of bringing in Garnett Hathaway when you have, you know, you believe you have some young guys, some tweeners like Wade Allison and Tanner Lazinski, uh, even uh, Desnoyers, who might be able to play that fourth-line role for you. But... Uh, they were huge in setting the tone for this game. I was really impressed, especially on that first shift. They get pressure, and that that line spends a lot more time in the offensive zone than uh, than I thought would be the case. So I have to give it to uh, that fourth line. I love the idea of them starting games, kind of getting out there and imposing their will on teams. It's you know, it's um, I I don't know what to compare it to. Maybe. 
Andy Reid always taking a deep shot early on in games. Like he would always go to Pinkston deep to start a game. And then obviously once they got T.O., it was like automatic. But uh, I almost look at it like that. Like we are going to hit you with one of our best shots right away. And that's that fourth line. Uh, They're going to come out and hit. They're going to come out and forecheck. They're going to intimidate you a little bit. So while it's maybe not what we want, you know, losses are wins and let's play the kids. I get it. Maybe it's not exactly what we want because we want the first overall pick. It is a culture setting line. It is a little bit of we're going to give you everything we have every night. We say all the time, coaches don't tank, players don't tank, front offices tank. You know, the players on the ice are going to go out there and give you everything every night. And that's what we're seeing out of that fourth line so far. And it's something that I hope carries over when this team is supposed to be good. Maybe they're going to listen. We're going to talk to Charlie O'Connor in just a little bit. Maybe he's starting to see what I'm seeing, that this team's going to be perhaps a tiny bit better than uh, than we thought coming into the season where it was, oh, maybe they have a shot at another top five. Maybe they have another shot at, you know, first overall. But I don't know. Uh, what I'm seeing out of this team right now, they can skate. Uh, they play some pretty decent structure. I mean, they gave up, what, 20, 22 shots tonight? 25 shots on goal tonight. Carter Hart stopped them all. Uh, it's They might be a little bit better than we thought, and is that good for the, uh, is that good for the rebuild? I don't know. Um, on one hand, you do want to load up on as much high-end talent at the top of the draft as you possibly can, but they will have Gauthier. They will have Mishkov. And they will have a ton of money under the cap to go out and kind of fill the holes that perhaps they aren't able to in the draft with high-end players. But we will see how that uh, we will see how that works out. It looks like something else good just happened. Four nothing. Ah, I couldn't. Was it Harper to the wall? Is that what? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so almost a uh, an almost another. Hey, listen, man. I think people here are just as interested in the uh, in the ongoing fly, uh, Phillies game as they are perhaps the Flyers' home opener. Thank you all for joining, by the way. Listen, it is – I understand that there's a lot of hockey fans out there, and we have a lot of out-of-town fans, too, who maybe aren't into everything in Philly sports, but – I am a well, three for three fan, and then there's the Sixers, who I don't believe have earned wearing Philly across their chest. I think it should be taken away from them. Uh, but <laughs> listen, I uh, I'm a fan of all the teams, and I'm going to be just as wrapped up in the Phils during this playoff run as I am the Flyers. But the uh, biggest news of the night, I suppose, you know, Sean Couturier, really nice return. Igor Zamula, first career NHL goal, very strong game for him. It's the new goal song. I uh, I said early on uh, in the pregame, I wasn't sure what it was going to be. I had a feeling it might be dupe, and I was wrong. Uh, it looks like we're going with an old era of orange here, at least to start the season. Van Halen ain't talking about love. Listen, I am a big Van Halen fan. I have seen them live two times uh, with each singer. Um b- couldn't make me happier. I am a little surprised they went this way. I'm wondering if there's going to be some sort of rotation. Like, uh, they didn't score after the first period, so we didn't hear if they would uh, switch it up. But maybe it's going to be a rotation by game. They're going to pay some sort of homage to all different eras of Flyers hockey. Maybe they play Bro Him. Maybe they play Dupe. Maybe some uh, Blur gets in there, too. 
Maybe we get rock and roll part two back. You know, has it been long enough that we can we can play some Gary Glitter? Probably not. Uh, but there's always I'm looking forward to seeing if they uh, switch it up or they stick with Van Halen for the season. I would love to know what everyone thinks of the goal song, because I got called on Twitter tonight an old head for liking Van Halen. I'm fucking 35. Like what? I like. I wasn't really alive for much of their prime either. I just happened to like them. Uh, yeah, Eddie Van Halen's like the greatest guitarist of all time. If you don't think so, if your answer isn't Jimi Hendrix, you can suck it. Uh, like, I don't know how you don't like Van Halen, but I know there's a lot of people out there with a lot of different opinions on that one, so I'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's, Monkey and Chicken says, can't believe Brink didn't score in that game. He had some... Grade A chances, man. Uh, there was one breakout where I think he went end-to-end, got a shot. There was uh, one right in front where he got robbed, a few. There was one near the end. Uh, he just put a laser on, and it just seemed to miss the uh, the inside of the post. So uh, he's buzzing. I really like what I'm seeing out of Bobby Brink, and I think uh, Charlie O'Connor I think Charlie O'Connor will agree. I believe I saw him tweet tonight the uh, – he looks this was the first time he's looked like the brink we saw in the preseason when he really won a spot on this roster at least won a longer look uh on this roster we'll see how long his his spot lasts but as of now man I I wonder if Morgan Frost is going to be the odd man out for the time being because I liked what I saw at a Forster as well we uh we could have little roster controversy coming up pretty soon but it's probably going to stay a rotation for the time being. That said, the rotation on defense, um, I think Igor Zamula needs to be a staple here, man. He was absolutely on fire tonight. Had to love what you saw out of uh, Zamula from the first goal, uh, and then he just goes on to have what I thought was an excellent game. Three shots on goal, 15 minutes uh, and 31 seconds of ice time. And, yeah, there wasn't wasn't a ton of ice time spread around amongst the defensemen. Uh, Travis Sanheim plays 24 and a half minutes. Cam York's right there, 22 and a half. And everyone else was under 20 in the game. That's You don't see that very often. It was actually Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl with the third most minutes, 1837. So everyone who's, uh, oh, everyone who's really, really looking forward to seeing Stahlsy come out of the lineup... I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. That penalty he took, it was, uh, I think, very fortunate <laughs> that uh, Vancouver wanted to fight after that very obvious board uh, that Stahl took. He's taken a few penalties, not so great ones thus far in the uh, in the season. I wonder how long it's going to take for him to come out. You know, we're talking uh, during the game tonight, you know, sitting around waiting for the Phils to come on, and I'm being asked, like, oh, when's... Uh, when when do you think Stahl's going to come out? Like, how many games? And well, he hasn't come out yet, but this was the home opener. We remember last week with the season opener. It's like, well, it's respect to the veterans. It's a prestige thing. They've earned the right to be in the lineup in these bigger games, I guess. Okay. But I don't know. I, I just kind of want to see Emil Andre. But the only guy worthy of coming out right now is Stahl. So we'll see it after the game Zamula played. Uh, I would be very, very surprised to see him come out anytime soon. But I was surprised he came out after night one. Quite honestly, he played a uh, he played a 
pretty strong game. Yeah, Stahl had that much time. Oh, boy, yeah. Emily, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I just looked up the number because through two periods, it was Zamula had the, uh, the third most ice time, but there was a lot of special teams play. There were some penalties at the end. Maybe that bumped up. I haven't seen the breakdown uh, or anything, but I'm going to guess when they were shorthanded, he had a few of those shifts at the end, and maybe that bumped up his ice time a little bit, but not ideal. Uh, not ideal for Mark Stahl to be playing the third most minutes on this blue line. Uh, it's Listen, I don't want to sit here and complain after that game because this team looked very, very good uh, tonight. Yeah, Flyers got goalied and still won. Holy Demko. A-dubs, that was that's one of the best goalie performances I've seen. I mean, so far this year, absolutely. But uh, over the last few seasons, and the fact that the Flyers won just shows you how much pressure they put on, how consistent they were. Uh, first period after the Zamula goal, it kind of looked like the Canucks were going to take over. Like, okay, here they come. They have way more skill. They're way faster than the Flyers. And they put it on them a little bit. But the Flyers are able to swing momentum the other way. And that's when that's when Couturier gets the breakaway, gets the penalty shot, and scores. And from there, it was on, man. That second period was... That second period was a beatdown. And, of course, in the third period, this is how score effects work. You know, you, you get three shots in the second. You're down two. You're probably going to pour it on a little. But shots were 11-10 in the third. It's not like Vancouver had that much of an advantage. I think probably in zone time they did. But there were some penalties and stuff that evened it out. I was very, very impressed with what I saw out of this Flyers team. And I'm just starting to think maybe it's a possibility. I'm not... I, I am going to ask, you know, when Charlie does connect, I'm going to say Charlie O'Connor playoffs, but I, I'm not actually, I'm going to tell all you right now. I don't believe this is a playoff team, uh, but I, I've been dead wrong about everything about this team for like six years. So maybe now that I finally think they flat out stink, they're going to do something to surprise us all. Uh, Mr. Twitzer, nice to hear the place erupt for Coots. Yeah, that was when he's coming in on the uh, on the penalty shot and the whole place is going Coots. I was waiting for Jim Jackson to be like, and those aren't boos, but he didn't give us the old uh, the old explanation. Every time Deuce Staley touched the ball, one of the Fox announcers would have to remind us they're not booing. They're saying Deuce. Like, thanks a lot. We know. Uh, but we didn't get that from JJ. I will. I wanted to compliment JJ. Uh for something he said during the game and I got lost doing something else because it was right when Zamula scored, but they do the, they do the thing with the sports book, uh, whoever sponsors uh, the Flyers games and all the NBC sports stuff. Like, JJ just feigns surprise. And the Flyers are underdogs on home ice. Can you believe that Bush? And it's what a professional JJ is to, uh, <laughs> To, to like act surprised as if the team that just beat the Oilers twice, including an eight one win would be favored against a Flyers team that most people nationally believe is going to be in the bottom five of the league. But speaking of gambling, Andrew, if you want to get those bets in, I don't know, maybe for, Maybe for this NFL weekend coming up. Well, you can do it at DraftKings. The NFL season is going strong. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping, stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. This week, we've got 
Oh, no, this is all last week's stuff, so let's just forget that. Week six already happened. Sorry, that's on me. Uh, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHLY. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code PHLY only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort licensee partner golden nugget lake charles 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources yeah so we uh fell to 0 for 9 <laughs> fell to 0 for 9 on our goal scoring bets so far this season uh through three games i am yet to cash a goal scoring bet i had elias Pettersson to score for vancouver i had tyson forster and owen tippett to score for the flyers tonight and none were able to do it uh i did think tippett uh, he missed the net a couple more times, and that's something Charlie and I talked about in pregame. Like, this dude seems like he needs a GPS to hit the net right now. Um, but he did he did play a stronger game overall to create those opportunities for him to ultimately miss the net. But they are oppor- – yeah, he, he had a couple interceptions, a couple nice, uh, like, second effort four-check plays. I, I'm very happy, again, with what I saw at Owen Tippett tonight. And it was a full-team effort. Uh, you look at every line, and I think it's it, – it would be hard to uh, – it would be hard to find many faults in this game. Uh, Carter Hart had a couple of rebounds. You'd like to see him clean up a little bit. Um, as strong as Zamula was, he had a turnover like right in front of the net after his goal. And I was like, oh, there's going to be there's gonna be the justification for him coming out. Uh, but he followed up with a pretty strong game after that. But not a lot of mistakes. I mean, the stall penalty was... It was what it was. You don't want to see that, and you definitely don't want to see it at that point in the game, but they were able to get through it, and thankfully, you know, he he got jumped, so he was able to, he was able to, uh, you know, not at least put the team at a disadvantage, although four-on-four four against Vancouver's speed uh, kind of is a disadvantage for the Flyers. I will say, this team is much faster than I expected. Even guys like Bobby Brink, who might not have the greatest speed, I thought really uh, flashed tonight. This team moves the puck and moves as a unit much quicker than last year. That's the biggest improvement I've seen from last season is how much faster they play. Uh, maybe it's just another year in Tortorella's system. They all kind of have a better idea of where each other's going to be. Maybe it's the infusion of a few new guys who can skate, a little younger, a little more athletic. But whatever it is, uh, very much enjoying watching this team skate as they were fucking slow last year. And the Flyers have never been exactly fast. Yeah, <laughs> It's never been their thing. They've always been a plodding, dump-and-chase sort of team, but... I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Uh, yeah, I remember the Luke chance. So yeah, Luke Richardson was in. We do it for everyone. I mean, they did Rue for Giroux, which I always thought was a stretch. 
Like, yeah, like we all call him G though. Like no one calls him Rue. Like maybe his wife or something, but no, like, no one I've ever met is like, oh yeah, what's up, Rue? Like, no, they call him G. But we do it for anyone with that O sound in their name. So uh, I'm in Connecticut. I'll play responsibly. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, fast hockey is good in my book. I agree, Emily. Listen, if <laughs> even if they're not going to win, if they're going to play up and down, entertaining games, if they're going to swarm like they did tonight, uh, it's we're all better for it. It'll all help keep our sanity. If, you know, by the time we get to Christmas, this team has only won 10 games, but we go, ah, it's not bad to watch. I am very much down with that. I can accept that 100%. But so far, they haven't given us, like, a ton of reason to believe that they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Now, (laughs) it can take some other team's time to get going. Like, Vancouver just beat Edmonton twice, including that 8-1 win. Is Vancouver seven goals better than the Oilers? No. The Oilers are a cup contender, (laughs) and Vancouver probably isn't. It's early in the season. These things can happen. Uh, But it's... I'm not going to complain about the team until they give me a reason to. And if you're still on Team Tank, they have told us they're not going to do that. So you're kind of just arguing a point that while it's maybe what you believe in, and listen, I would love for this team to be nothing but young guys and get the first overall pick and have a team of all-stars a few years from now of all draft picks, but it's not the direction they're going in. Uh, They believe in competing, and they're not going to go out and spend right now. Like, I I don't see them, oh, look at us. We look good. Let's go go make a trade to add to this team. Like, that's not going to happen. That's... I would be very surprised, at least. Maybe it's if it's you know flipping a Morgan Frost for a Shane Pinto or something like that. I suppose that would be a possibility if you want to call that adding. But they aren't going to do that. Uh, like they're not going to do anything outside of that. Like adding another young guy, swapping out a young guy. They're not going to go out and add a veteran. I wouldn't guess. But they are going to try to compete on a night in, night out basis. Uh, Benjamin Branscombe, I need a Bobby Brink goal. More than I need to breathe right now. Breathe, Benjamin. It's coming. The dude was all over the place tonight, as was Tyson Forster, as was Owen Tippett. I think all of these guys are going to uh, are going to break out very soon. I'm I'm expecting to see. I mean, they just put 42 shots on net, and as one of our comments said earlier, they got goalied and still won. You know, I mean, it wasn't even the goalie, Sean Couturier, uh, with the empty net launches one and and finds iron somehow which seems like mathematically difficult right (laughs) like there's there's so much space that isn't the post but he was able to somehow find the uh find the post and not bury that empty netter to keep it to nothing um i i think an offensive i don't know about explosion but it does seem like everything is going to come together for this offense pretty soon maybe as soon as uh thursday against the oilers um That'll be a good one. I'm looking forward to that. Can't wait to talk about it a little bit tomorrow uh, when we have Charlie. And uh, maybe we'll have the whole gang tomorrow. Now, Friday will probably be the whole gang show, I would guess. Uh, But I am looking forward to that Oilers game to see if, hey, (laughs) Sean Couturier is really back. Nice job tonight. Uh, 
go get Connor McDavid now. <laughs> I hope you're, you know, you're a little banged up. You're a game time decision today. Well, guess what? I hope you get your rest in on Wednesday because now you're going to have McDavid. Uh, so uh, I, that would be, uh, I wanted to watch that game just because I want to catch every time I can that McDavid plays. But now I'm thinking, ooh, this could be a little bit of a barn burner. We could have like a nice seven, eight goal game. But the way this Flyers team is playing defense, who knows? Maybe it's another, uh, maybe it's another low-scoring game. Who is to say? Uh, I want to, uh, I guess. And what did the what did the power play end up being tonight? It was 0 for three. It ends up 0 for four. Oh, we have Charlie. All right, so I will ask Charlie now. Uh, that'll be my first question to Chuck. Now, so we have uh, Philadelphia's number one beat reporter, Charlie O'Connor. Charlie, are you watching the Phils? No, I'm in the press box. I can't watch the fills. <laughs> I'm not in like an ideal spot like you are. Well, Charlie, I ask because um, you might not be watching the fills, but you are watching a playoff team. That's oh, right, geez. baby. We're going. <laughs> it's happening. Look at this. This team is. Uh, tell me they didn't play like a playoff team tonight. They did. They played a good game. I mean, they were. I I, th I thought, and John Tortorella agree with me that I didn't think the first period they played all that well. I know they were up to nothing, but thought for the most part they uh, they got outplayed through the first two or three minutes. You just had that boost of it being the home opener. You know, obviously the crowd wasn't full because there is another more important game going on right now across the uh, across the road. But you still get that energy boost. They look good to start. And then I thought Vancouver controlled most of the first. But from the second period on, the Flyers were by far the better. team. I mean, the second period was absolutely dominant. And yeah, they played a good game. So we now have three games. They've played good games in two of them. That, that's a good sign. It is. Uh, that's that second period was. I don't know if I've seen them play that way in in years. I mean, out shooting someone by twenty one seems almost impossible in a period. Uh, but the the first, I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I would say Vancouver was better. I thought the Flyers got out to a good start, kind of set the tone. Zamula gets the early goal, and then shortly after that, it was like, okay, well, here comes Vancouver with their skill and speed, and they're going to take over. And they started to, but it didn't. I didn't think it got like totally lopsided. Like the Flyers were able to counter punch a little bit and then Couturier gets the penalty shot. And from there, it was just kind of on uh, once we get to the second period. So I was very, very pleased with what we saw for the most part. Um, something I don't think you were pleased with, though, my friend. Van Halen is the goal song. What, what was your reaction to that one? Don't love it. Don't love it. I, apparently, that was the goal song before I started going to going to Flyers games. I guess it seems like that was that was an old goal song made new. The first goal song I remember when I started going to games was Song Two by Blur, which I like a lot better than Van Halen personally. Um, I am not a fan of that genre. I do not like. I generally speaking do not like music from the mid seventies through the late eighties. Like when grunge takes over is when I start enjoying like mainstream rock music again. I like, I like sixties music. I like early seventies music. I do not like the like jock jam style of, of rock. Never been a fan. Once, oh, once Kurt Cobain shows up, I'm back in, but th that that's a period of music I will never enjoy. 
for my thoughts on that uh, watch the wrestler. Um, no, it's, I, I just thought it was an interesting choice. They didn't score after the first period. So I want to know if there's going to be like maybe a game to game rotation. Cause to me, that's paying homage. Maybe it was a late spectrum, early center uh, was the Van Halen goal song. Maybe they're going to pay homage to different eras and we're going to hear dupe and we're going to hear bro. I don't know. Uh, I'm very interested to see how it goes. I'd be what surprised like, if they what, stick what, with what this, is this one all Taylor year. Taylor Swift, the eras tour goal song. What are we doing here? Yeah, maybe like if it's if it's the new era of orange, but like you you were on that uh, you were on that tour with me yesterday, Charlie. Like it seems very important to them uh, to pay homage to the previous eras of Flyers hockey, and I would just I would be surprised if they stuck with Van Halen all year. Now again, I I like Van Halen, so I'd be cool with it, but it would be surprising to me. Uh, Chuck, one thing that wasn't necessarily great tonight was the power play i thought on their second opportunity they got a lot of good looks uh but for the most part pretty pedestrian i'm expecting that to be a recurring theme to be honest with you like what i said for years about the flyers power play really ever since claude Giroux stopped being a star and started just being a really good player is that power plays tend to live or die on their stars because you, you got to have, and this is a basketball term that I've kind of stolen, but you got to have players with gravity guys that, that pull opposing penalty kills to you. And then that serves to open up everyone else because you got to cover Connor McDavid. You know, you got to cover Johnny Goudreau. You got to cover the, the guy, the flyers don't have the guy like their best player. If he continues this upward trajectory, which I think he's going to with Sean Gatorade, Sean Gatorade isn't scaring anyone on the power play. He's just not. And it, it's not that they don't have players who I think could be good on a power play that has one or two of those guys. Like I thought Bobby Brink on the power play looked great tonight. I thought he looked exactly like the kind of guy that you want, but I also don't necessarily think he can be the guy on a power play. He could be one of them. He can be one of the guys who serves to, you know, create chances and pass really well, but he's not a star and no one's expecting him to be a star, but on the power play is where I believe, and, and not to say they didn't play very well tonight as a team. They played a really good game as a team, just like they played a really good game as a team in Columbus. But the, the lack of star power on this team really to me is most glaring on the power play. And that's been the case for a few years now. Yeah. And that's to be expected It's when you're supposed to have your five most dangerous guys out there. And it's like, well, they don't have, as you said, that guy, but you did bring up Bobby Brink and, I thought he and Tyson Forster have both looked pretty damn good tonight. Bobby Brink, I mean, at one point showed some speed. I did not know he had. What was your assessment of the first time we saw the both of the young guys in the lineup with, uh, with Morgan Frost in the press box? I, I don't think Forrester played bad. I thought he had some good shifts. I don't think he made any mistakes. I think Bobby Brink was significantly better. I think Bobby Brink was making more plays. He had that one end-to-end -end rush that, that you mentioned where you're like, man, all, all those scouts who thought this guy can't skate, you, you might have been wrong. But he also just made a lot of really good passes. He he set up Joel Farabee for a chance that, honestly, I thought Joel Farabee probably should have buried. But with the yes. way Patrick Demko was playing all game, I'm not necessarily going to blame Farabee for that. They were just against a hot goalie, and it happens. But to me, Brink deserved at least an assist in this game, if not an assist and a goal with how well he played. And, look, I'm totally fine with finding a way to keep both those guys in the lineup. I've, I've said that from the get-go. But to me, if if this is – the extension of a camp battle 
like Brink is out playing Forrester still. And it's more important to me now because now the games matter. Like preseason is preseason. That's great. Brink looked better than Forrester in preseason. Sure. Tyson Forrester played in the NHL last year and looked pretty darn good doing it. So I was willing to defer to Forrester. You know what? We've now played three games. Um, they both have played two. I thought Forrester was a little bit better in game two than Brink was in game one. But I thought Brink tonight had that kind of statement game. He didn't score. So he didn't make the, he didn't put the, the exclamation point on the statement, but it was a statement. And it was a statement that I'm ready for the NHL and I'm not just ready for the NHL. I can potentially excel in the NHL. Like to me, he's, he's a, he's a cut ahead of Tyson Forrester right now in my mind. I, I very much agree. And it's, listen, it was a surprise to us to see how good Bobby Brink was throughout the preseason. I think it was a surprise to everyone that he played himself in position to make this team out of camp. And he's continuing to excel. So I, I can't wait to watch more Bobby Brink, uh, the other youngster in the lineup tonight with Emil Andre on the bench, was. Igor Zamula scores his first career NHL goal, and I just thought overall played a very strong game, joined the rush a few times, few blocked shots, uh, had one turnover in front of the net that I was like, oh, here it is, the justification for sitting him next game. Uh, but after that, he recovered very well, and was it, it seemed like he was one of the better players out there. Ended up playing less time than Mark Stahl, which shocked me, but Charlie, it w at what point can... like? How soon can he play himself into being a lineup staple? Because it seems like he needs to be. In my mind, it should happen now. And that's not to say he's not going to have bad games. I'm sure he will. Sure. He's, he's a young player. This is essentially his rookie season. I know he's had NHL time, but it looks like this is going to be his first full season as long as he doesn't dramatically drop off. But to me, he's been one of their four best defensemen. I know he didn't play on Saturday, but maybe part of the reason why they got blown out on Saturday was because Igor Zamula wasn't in the lineup. Wasn't the whole reason, but didn't help because Andre made a lot of mistakes and Zamula hasn't made that many so far in his two games. I, to me, it's, you know, obviously Sanheim, who I actually thought, I thought Sanheim had a really good bounce back game. I thought he was, he was all around solid in his usual, you know, what's becoming a usual thing, his usual big minutes. I think York's been fine. I think Walker's been impressive. I think Zamul's right there with those with those three in terms of your four most impressive defensemen. And in my mind, you know, I, I want to keep getting Andre in these games, but to me, Zamul, at least thus far, has put himself in a position where he shouldn't be one of the guys in the rotation. He should be a nightly guy and then rotate with, with Sealer and Stahl and get Andre in games. But to me, the game shouldn't be coming at Zamul's expense anymore. He's played two games, and he's been one of the best defensemen on the team in both those games. I, I think he's, he deserves not to be in a you play one game, you sit. You play one game, you sit type of, type of setup. He deserves to get a week or two and see if this holds because it might not hold. You know, last year he made the team out of camp. By the end of, of his time with the team, it was pretty clear he was overmatched. This could just be a hot streak, but he deserves the opportunity to prove that it's not just a hot streak, that he's actually ready for this and ready for this on a daily basis. And uh, we just had a comment basically agreeing with you. Brink and Zamula both deserve to be off of the rotation and in the lineup. It's time to sit some vets. Um, I will say, I will basically echo what Charlie said. Like, for now, yes. Like, I think for the next, like, give them a week. Give them a week or two straight of games and see if they can continue to build and be consistent. I, I don't know if I'm like, oh, yeah, Bobby Brink, he's, 
he's a second line NHL player, like set it and forget it. Like, I, I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know how you could be after, you know, two games in the league basically. Uh, but I, I definitely want to see some of these guys getting that time, which leaves us with the decision of when does Mark Stahl come out? Like that's the, that's the big question. He played the third most minutes tonight. He had more time than everyone but York and Sandheim uh, on the on the blue line. That penalty he took, it looked. Uh, I didn't think it looked as bad in real time as it did when they slowed it down. But he boarded the guy, uh, yeah, so that's that's what happened. He boarded the dude. Uh, what did you What did you make of Mark Stahl tonight, though? I thought he was a little bit better tonight. I don't think he was great, but I thought he was a bit better. Um, to me, where you're at now, because what I've heard is that Ristolainen is expected to come back at some point this week. Now, whether that's tomorrow, whether that's Saturday, that this isn't a long-term thing. He's expected to come back. To me, the, the solution there is, you know, Nick Sealer's been playing the right side. Nick Sealer hasn't been getting a ton of ice time. Risto comes in for Sealer, and then you make a decision on, you know, whether Andre comes in for Saul. To me, I would put Andre in for Saul. But I, I understand where they're coming from and that they like him. And there's actually something I'm I'm working on a piece. I honestly just haven't had the time to publish it, but I'm working on a piece on on Travis Sanheim um in terms of him getting used to being a number one defenseman and, and the the extra responsibilities that come with it. And he straight up said to me, and I'm gonna include this this tidbit in the piece that in the, uh, in the second intermission of that Ottawa game, he talked to Mark Stahl about that big mistake that he had in, um, you know, in the, uh, at the end of the period when Drew stripped him and it turns into a goal against. And Stahl gave him some good advice and it helped him settle down. So I think, you know, there is some value in that leadership element, you know, with, with regards to Stahl. That said, you don't need him in the lineup every night to get that leadership element. So I'd be perfectly fine. I, I do think, though, and, and I mean, look, we're three games into the season. I get the sense that the online contingent of Flyers fans has just decided that Mark Stahl is like the piece of shit that we're going to yell about all year. Like, he is the one we're going to be mad at this year. Yeah. Like it's just been decided that like, this is the guy we're mad at. And I don't know, like, can we, can we just like not for a couple weeks? Do we, can we, <laughs> can we, can we wait to see if he gets a little bit better? Like, I don't know. It just, it, it seems like a little much. It does absolutely seem like a little much. Like once again, like I said in pregame, your 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 replies are my favorite place on the internet. And like people believe Andre not playing, you know, in game three, it means they're not rebuilding. Like, no, they're actually not rebuilding. Like, I, I don't know, man. Brink and Forster were both in the lineup tonight. Like, Tippett looked good. I I I I really can't complain about like Emil Andre, who you, a big fan of his, didn't believe he was good enough in the preseason to make the team. <laughs> like He just is kind of here because the coach really, really likes him. That said, I badly want him in the lineup on Thursday against the Oilers just to see. Just to see how it goes. Like, all right, kid, uh, we like your speed. We like your skill. Go try. Go try to defend the best offensive player we've seen since Gretzky. Like, good luck, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I really want to see that happen, Charlie. Uh, and if you're looking to maybe 
see those Oilers. Listen, you didn't win the tickets uh, on our Twitter giveaway. That's a shame, but you can always get them on Game Time. That's right. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time is the place for last-minute tickets. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and uh charlie i just want to ask you one more question because you have the great privilege of being able to attend john tortorello's press conferences what was the funniest thing he said tonight um nothing really funny jeff nyberg laughed one time when towards basically said that sometimes i don't even think chungaturi is moving i didn't think it was that funny but jeff did apparently i don't know it wasn't a particularly funny press conference, but he did mention something about, about Frost, though. He said that, basically, there are other guys playing better than him right now. And then he was asked to follow up, which was like, hey, did you like talk to him about this? Because I don't know if they showed Morgan Frost's face on the uh, on the broadcast, but when they introduced him during the uh, the, game, the home opener type, like, here's all the players, Morgan Frost looked quite sad. Um, and basically what, uh, what, what Tord said was that uh, I texted him, it, today was pretty crazy. He wasn't 100% sure Coots was going to go until a few hours before puck drop, but he plans to have a conversation with him about it tomorrow. So they practice at 12. See how that goes. And that is very important uh, because last year we heard sometimes there were communication breakdowns. Like, you know, he Sanheim didn't know he wasn't playing in Calgary with all of his family coming. Sometimes there we were told that there were conversations and guys were straight up and everything was cool. And sometimes it was like, well, yeah, he scratched. I don't know what to tell you. Like, so <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that there will be, there was some sort of word and there will be a conversation because as much as I do kind of still like torts right now, that shit can wear on guys and it's how you get a locker room to turn on you real fast. And that's the last thing. If we're trying to implement culture, that's the last thing this team needs. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Charlie. It is always a pleasure getting to talk to you for these post games. Uh, I will see you for the show tomorrow, my friend go Phils. All right. Sounds good. See you. Bill. See, that's the kind of professional he is. He's sitting in the press box. So he won't say go Phils. If he was like if he was sitting right here with me, he'd say go Phils. But he's wearing his suit. He's in the press box. That's a that's that's a capital J journalist right there. You know, no cheering in the press box. Uh, K Red, one of our better commenters over the last couple of days. The online contingent might be complaining less about Stall if Torts hadn't straight up said he would sit before the season started. Yeah, I listen. I made that point a couple of days ago, and I agree with the. Uh, I, I, I agree with the premise. Um, it's it's three games, though. Like, 
it it did kind of sound like he he filled us with this optimism that oh man Stalls just basically going to be a coach and that's not really what he said he was like yeah Stalls he's not going to play every game um hopefully that rotation or whatever it's going to be starts sooner than later I would like to see it I have very little interest in watching Mark Stahl play because that's not what that's not what we're doing. You know, it doesn't really matter uh, if, oh, well, we need that steady veteran back there. Like, do we, though? Like, how, for what? <laughs> for what purpose? Uh, but I do think as the season moves along, we will see less Mark Stahl. Uh, in my mind, yeah, the sooner the better. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I don't think he's looked bad enough. But listen, looking bad, that's not what you want. What you want. You want to look like Andrew, honestly, back here. You want to look good. You want to, and to do so, you got to go with FOCO. FOCO has the absolute best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. It's Red October. You know what you need to get at FOCO. You got to get your overalls, ladies and gentlemen, but they have not only the overalls, but hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. Whether you're looking for team apparel or accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, stuff like I have on this shelf behind me. If you're building out a podcast studio, why not shop? at FOCO because FOCO always has our back for Philly sports and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use promo code PHLY. That's promo code PHLY for 10% off. FOCO, get your overalls. I am very proud of myself for getting all four reads in because at different times in the show, I have almost forgotten uh, all about them. And then I go, oh, no, I still need to, I still need to get to that. Uh, that leaves us with tonight's three stars of the game, and I don't think these were... Um, I don't think these were particularly hard to choose. My third star tonight, it's going to be Igor Zamula. Uh, he might have been the second. I might have had him a little higher. He played an excellent game at both ends of the ice, scored the goal. Uh, but tonight's second star, man, it's... Listen, it's a Canuck, and they lost, but this game could have been, like, 10 freaking nothing. If not for Thatcher Demko, 40 saves on the night, some absolute robberies, uh, a couple more where, you know, the Flyers missed the net and it was because he was taking quite a bit of it away. So they're trying to pick corners. Thatcher Demko was one of the best players on the ice tonight uh, and he in net for Vancouver. So he has to be second star of the game. And then how do we go with anybody but Sean Couturier? His first home game since 2021. Uh, scores the penalty shot goal, set up, set up a few more chances, was his typical self. Uh, just led this team uh, to uh, just an impressive victory. I don't know. It's, I, I know it's game three. I know the Canucks aren't exactly the New Jersey Devils. Um, imagine that. Like I've spent the last six, seven years talking to you people, and you know, like – the height of my annoyance with having to watch games as Flyers Devils on a Tuesday. And now it's like, oh, yeah, there are no Devils because uh, they're pretty damn good. But the Canucks aren't quite there. Uh, but it was still an impressive game for a team that we didn't, uh, I, mean, I think, have the highest expectations for the, this Flyers team this year. Sean Couturier was kind of in the, in the middle of all of it, as he's going to be throughout the season as long as he stays healthy. So he is tonight's first star of the game. And... I think that's a a fitting end to this one with with a uh, what what time are we at? Just out of curiosity, 
Oh, beautiful. Good for me. Look at this vamping. Uh, so, yeah, th that is all the time we have for you on PHLY Flyers postgame. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. We'll be back tomorrow with another live show, so make sure you, ju you join Charlie and I for that. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the podcast. Go to allphilly.com. Become a diehard member. And, yeah, that's it. My name is Bill Matz. Ring the bell, Phils. <laughs> All silly like the mayor. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.